everyone, this is Angelica, aka Gel Dollars, and we are officially back for the new year. For a lot of those who don't know already, I did just graduate as a mechanical engineer from University of Maryland, which is a big, 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 big moment of my 2017. And so um, I definitely said, like, from my own posts on Insta or whatever, or just talking to people, how I was going to share my story, because this is definitely a story that needs to be heard, because um, it's going to impact someone. But in addition to my story, I have two other people's stories here today. Before Yay. we start, we're just going to let them introduce ourselves and then get right into the podcast because this is ours on Being Engineered. Susie. Hello, hello. My name is Susan Ogero. I also graduated mechanical engineering last hello. December. Why are your eyes closed? <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually having a moment. Aww. I don't think I've ever said it out loud like that before. Aww. So yes, I am a graduate. Hello. Um... So yeah, I'm looking forward to talking about my journey here. Woo-hoo. And I am Brienne Thompson. I graduated from University of Maryland as well with a degree in fire protection engineering. Um, I graduated back in May and since then have been working at Microsoft out in Seattle. Hello. Awesome. Also, Susan, tell them where you're working now. Oh, I'll be working with GE Healthcare in Wisconsin. That's lit. And I'll be working with Johnson Controls in Baltimore, Maryland. Hey, ball to What did you say? Oh, nothing. I mean, <laughs> uh, my area code. For my the- boyfriend. Shout out to you, um, babe. Get some, uh, <laughs> you're gonna do these out, right? <laughs> right. But um, so Suzanne Bree, tell me a little bit more about like your engineering journey throughout the past four years. So. I'm Susan. <laughs> I started off as bio. Okay, so I started off as bioengineering, and I was really trying to figure out what I wanted to do with that freshman year. Like, I could do pre med, I could be dental, I could do research. Um, and then sophomore year is when I started not liking bioengineering, and kind of just trying to figure out what major I wanted to move into next. Like, I knew I wanted to stay in engineering, but not really sure where yet. Um, so I, junior year, I did. No, junior year, I switched majors to mechanical engineering. And I felt that that was a more stable major. I could kind of at least, you know, I had like set pathways I can go towards and there wasn't too much guesswork when it came to the curriculum. I did a co-op and that kind of introduced me to operations and I really enjoyed that career field. And then senior year was just a lot of trying to get through mechanical engineering. <clears throat> and then. My last semester, yeah. <laughs> last semester was all about capstone and getting through that as well. Tell them what we placed. Oh yeah, we got third place. Hello. Oh. All black. <laughs> all victory. <laughs> <laughs> um, and as for me, uh, so I started off at Maryland going in as chemical engineering. And then, funny story, so whenever we had our orientation, I got lost going to the engineering buildings, and so I was headed to, you said typical? (laughs) So I was headed to um, the chemical engineering building, got lost, and then the fire protection engineering advisor, she um, found me, I guess, on the corner of Regents and was like, oh, why don't you come check out fire protection? So... Then I went to like their little introduction. This is fire protection. That was supposed to be for people that were already committed to FPE. Mm-hmm. And so that was a really cool um, experience. And so I decided that day to change my major to FPE, wow. fire protection engineering. And then 
yeah so freshman year was a really big eye-opener to the importance of taking engineering courses in high school because my uh, peers who had taken those engineering courses were like way above and beyond like barely mm-hmm. studied for our engineering um, tests and I was over there essentially dedicating <laughs> my life just to get a Sorry, C. I know her. <laughs> I know exactly how it feels but you be studying all that you still get that 50. <laughs> yes and you're like dang I hope there's a curve. Right. So um, yeah freshman year I was like dang I have a lot of catching up to do. Um, but it was still cool because I was like, oh, I'm getting to explore, like, engineering, getting to explore what FTE is really about. Mm-hmm. Sophomore year was the most humbling year of my college experience because that was when Dynamics, mm. um, Thermo. Um, <laughs> Can we not mention it? <laughs> <laughs> we still try to heal. It was just, like, each semester was mm-hmm. like, dang, am I going to pass all my classes? Mm-hmm. And by the grace of God, I did. Hello. Um, yeah, so sophomore year is by far my hardest. Junior year was a breeze. Um, yeah, that's when I pledged Delta. So that was my like my only big thing I wanted to accomplish junior year. Thankfully, my classes allowed me to uh, you know do such a thing. And then she nice. still graduated on time. Um, Hello. Yes. So um, that was great. And then senior year, um, yeah, that was also just uh, yeah. through it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, our, our curriculum senior year wasn't hard. Okay. It was just like, dang, I know I have a job secure. I don't want to be doing all this homework, but I know I mm-hmm. have to just to get my degree. So, yeah, I think definitely the FTE and MECI curriculum is a bit different mm-hmm. in that sense. But, yeah, once I got through sophomore year, everything else was cute. That's nice. Very cute. Yeah. That's great. <clears throat> Go ahead. <laughs> How much time y'all got? So let's <laughs> So freshman year, um freshman year I came into school less and sizes. So kinda of background before freshman year was more like I thought I was gonna take business and everything. I took business classes at Long Reach, um, so I was that was my high school. And came into freshman year and I didn't really know what I was gonna I knew I was going doing engineering, so I knew I was on the track for engineering, but I wasn't in the engineering school yet. So then sophomore year, um, I had to take the, you know, physics, chem, and all that. Sophomore year, I found that I didn't get, so you have to get, for those who may not go to Maryland or may not know the engineering, you have to get a B in all your classes that are like the core classes in order to get into the school. And so you have to get in chem, physics, and calculus. calculus. So I, so I didn't get the B in physics and I know, and like I personally was not about to take physics again. So I had to appeal for, um, appeal for the physics class or to get into the school of engineering. So I still applied for the school because I had to get in by my junior year. Now clearly if you don't meet the requirements, they're going to send you back a rejection letter. Mm-hmm. I remember getting my rejection letter thinking maybe possibly they'll be lenient. But no, that joy says full out. <laughs> <laughs> we fail to let you know. Denied. We fail to be right. It might as well just say denied. Denied. But um, so then I had to reach out. To, <laughs> I had to reach out to um, Dr. Forney, which is like the. Um, like the head of the. Yeah, head of recruitment yeah, or yeah, yeah, something like that. And so he's in the recruitment department. And I had to like meet with him, share my story, and I. So my, I remember walking into that office, just being like. Like, do I really want this? <laughs> like, do I really want engineering? Like, honestly, for me, at that moment, the back of my mind were my parents. Like, dang, mm-hmm. if I don't do engineering, 
I got nothing else to fall back on. I don't know what else I would want to, you know. Med school. Mm-mm. That's not that's not my ministry. And so and so I just didn't know like where to really go. I, I thought business, but then the way business is hard to get into as well. I was just tired of getting you know failure. Um, so I walked into his office and I remember like so we had a conversation. He asked me why I failed. I looked at him like, do I do you like do you not understand why I failed? I knew I wouldn't have failed. Right. But um and so he basically was. He, so at the end of it, he basically was just like, so I had Dean's List for like my sophomore and freshman year, or maybe it was just my sophomore, it was definitely not my sophomore year, but I think it was my <laughs> freshman year. And so he was like impressed by the grades that I had. And so he was like, due to that, like we think you could do well in that school. So you don't have to take physics again, we'll just let you in. Mm. And so now obviously the conversation was a lot more in depth than that, but that was just like an overall summer, summary of it. And I remember, like, when that happened, I was, like, I went into the bathroom, and I was, like, crying, like, oh, my goodness, I can't believe I got in. But now that I feel like it, now that I think back on it, I feel like I was just crying because, like, dang, what is about to happen? (laughs) I'm about to be an engineer. Like, do I, like, it was something that I had to think about more. But, you know, at the end of the day, I did get in, so I was rejected, and then I got in. So then junior year is when I took, like, my first engineering load or semester, um, and it took, like, physics three, <clears throat> all those classes, dynamics, dynamics and, and things like that. And I, yeah, that's when I realized, yeah, I should have thought more about this. <laughs> and uh, I didn't really see why I wanted to do engineering. It's just kind of going, you know, because I was already in it. And then the second half of junior year to when Susan went into her co-op. And, like, Susan was, like, my study partner for most of, like, junior year when I first got in. So, like, I was really alone at that point. And I was, like, I, I remember I was just, like, I just don't want to do this anymore. I'm tired of just passing just to pass and not knowing like what exactly I wanted to do. And then I remember it took like, I actually called Susan on one of those days and she was like, is there anything else you want to do? And I was like, no, like, I don't, I don't really don't think so. So I feel like, you know, engineering, even if it wasn't exactly what I wanted, it was the only thing that I had that I felt I can do something in. And so what it is, it's still not really defined, but um, I thought it was something that some progress could be made within it. And then senior year is when I was really, like, coming into who I was and then coming into, like, engineering and knowing what I had to do, knowing the resources, building an actual community and everything. And I feel like that aspect was more so, like, the communal aspect and learning to, like, grow and, like, build with people and, like, finding yourself and and things like that. And then senior point five was when I was just, like, get me out of here. Let's (laughs) run, let's go, let's drive, like, whatever we have to do. And ended up, you know, doing most of Capstone. The last couple of weeks, um, <clears throat> I couldn't look at myself in the mirror. <laughs> it was it was a lot, but we made it through. And now uh, we finally here, finally graduated. And, yeah, now I'm, I'm hired as a full-time engineer. Nice so it's, it's, a, it's a big story. Yay. Um, so now that you know all of our stories, where we came from, where we're going, we're going to talk. I say that from ATL. Oh, <laughs> well, she's from Atlanta. For those who didn't want to know, <laughs> no real. Thank you. Um, but so I, on Snapchat, I asked a couple questions like last week about. I said I asked questions. I did a snap about what people want to hear. Um, and so thank you for everyone who reached out. So we're doing three questions because there's three people. Um, so we're just gonna start reading the questions that people had. 
So the first question is about diversity and inclusion in action. So I guess what that person meant was just really like, um, what does it mean, I guess like what diversity was in the engineering community and like mm. inclusion and everything. So I guess we're just um, going to speak on UMD because we don't know yeah. all engineering schools or all engineers, but um, we can just kind of speak on what diversity and inclusion meant within our time. Mm. Susan can go first. Okay. So I personally feel that there was no real diversity and inclusion. Um, I think those were like hot button topics that people like to throw around sometimes, especially when it seemed like there were things going on. Like, I remember, oh shoot, <laughs> that's how I'm gonna mess up. Cause remember when, like when there was a protest and things like that. And so many times like something would happen in the world mm -hmm. that kind of had a ripple effect on Maryland. That's when the topic came up. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. um, but other than that, I don't, I don't think I've ever heard any professor say the word diversity, say the word inclusion <laughs> ever. <laughs> Um, but obviously there's a real place for that, but I think that students, some students have a fear of like that being the focus and, you know, some people were just like, just focus on engineering, focus on the, you know, focus on the courses, don't put all that extra filler stuff, but what they fail to understand is like, it's that filler stuff that makes us whole as a community. Um, um so I think, um, so fire protection engineering, we only had a graduating class of about 20, maybe 21, 22. Um, and I would say like that's average for like every class I graduate. So we had a very close knit uh, kind of community within our degree or our major. So I would say that when I think of just like fire protection, my professors and my advisors, I never had like any issues with like not feeling included or not feeling as though um, I was treated the same way as my peers. Mm -hmm. And I think even like the department head, I'll always have a huge amount of respect for him for all that he's done for me um, getting through that major. And I do remember there was one incident, um, actually huh, it was about a year ago almost, um, when uh, I remember when Trump got uh, not raised into mm -hmm. office and I remember like everyone just stayed home like there was no one in our classes mm -hmm. thankfully it was on a Tuesday <laughs> or no it was on a it was it was on the day I didn't have class mm -hmm. so uh, I didn't have class thankfully but um I remember the next day we went in and I just went in my advisor's office and we were just like crying and embracing together and that really stood out because like I was able to feel comfortable enough mm -hmm. to approach her about the convert about the issue and then like she literally was just holding me and it was mm -hmm. something like that yeah. where I know I wouldn't have that in any um in like any given major but that's one thing I can say is that um fire protection really does feel like a very inclusive place diverse um it's getting better like when I started from my freshman year I think there was one black guy and he was in the graduate program, I think. I think he was getting his master's or something. But like junior junior year, I think that's when people started trickling in. So now when you look at the numbers in fire protection, it's a lot better. Um, but yeah, I was the only black woman. I was the only black person that graduated in my class. Wow. Um, right. Yes. Yeah, so. You were the only black person for like, black a black woman in mm -hmm. all your four years. Like yeah, a black class. person as well. Wow. Um, so there weren't any black men in my classes. 
And so, like, fire protection, with there only being 20 of us, like, we had the same classes. And we saw each other every single day. So, but it got to a point, like, I had, I had peers as well who were very, like, we would talk about things going on in the world all the time. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't like a professor would be like, hey, let's spend 10 minutes of our class to talk mm -hmm. about yeah. X, Y, and Z that happened mm -hmm. in the world. Was it uncomfortable, though, like, to be the only black person in groups? Mm, no, I just came to reality that that's how it was. And, like, I had friends who were white that were, you know, they were friendly. Like, they weren't mm -hmm. like, oh, we aren't going to include you in our study groups because you're black. So, um, yeah, part of it's kind of because I have a perspective that you really can only focus on things that you can change. And mm -hmm. so that wasn't one of them. So it was like, okay, how can I leverage this? Like, how can I build relationships with people from different backgrounds than me? Mm -hmm. So I didn't, I never looked at it as like, Thing. I feel like a minority, like I genuinely feel like someone who is at a lower standing than these people because of the color of my skin, because they didn't treat me like that. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I, can, I can't say that I've had any times where I felt disrespected because of the color of my skin within fire protection. <clears throat> For real? Well, and I thought about this because I took a survey last, last week for Dr. Burhani, he's doing like this, um, he's doing this like research study on like black students mm -hmm. at Maryland and how their experiences oh were in engineering. Quick school. plug, if you are um, in F UMD, <clears throat> if you're in UMD, please go reach out to Dr. Burhani because yeah. he is the GOAT of UMD, <laughs> as is the greatest. Of all time. Of all time. <laughs> <laughs> he is, he is though. He, yeah. I remember when I actually graduated, he gave me the biggest hug and he was like, I'm mm. so proud of you. Cause I remember that first week of school, um, being out of state and seeing how much <laughs> Maryland was expecting me to pay. And I was like, mm. Dr. Burhani, like I can't. Um, and so he was always there like to support from the jump. But um, yeah, so he's doing this study and um, I was thinking back, like what were my experiences that I felt like I was talked down upon, that I was treated differently. And I honestly couldn't think of any. Um, so yeah, and I've done the recruiting side of fire protection. So I'm, I was an ambassador for the fire protection department. So we are constantly going out and trying to find people interested in the program because there's only like, you know, 20, 25 people per class graduating. And so I've been on that side of like trying to seek out diverse um, talent to bring into the department. And it's definitely an, initi an initiative that um, isn't overlooked like within the department. So. I would, like, honestly, because of my experience with them, I would never, like, talk down on the initiatives and the effort that they put towards making sure that it does feel like an inclusive place. Well, yeah. so you said something that I thought was interesting. Um, because you said you, you felt like you've never been disrespected, but, no, and I agree with that. Like, mm -hmm. I don't think I've ever been blatantly disrespected, but it's more of that, like, that discomfort. Because I, mm -hmm. I feel like I get more of that than, like, you know, avert, like, mm -hmm. disrespect. So just, like, not feeling like you can approach someone or not feeling like if you have an issue, the professor will look at you differently. Like, so, for example, if you're unable to meet a deadline, you're thinking, okay, he might just see it as I'm not, like, less than, but I can't make it because I'm black versus if another student came up to them and complained about the same thing, they'd, they'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, it's okay. But, you know, just feeling like you can't really talk to them the way you would talk to anybody else just because there's less things that you can relate about with a certain demographic. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I would have to um, agree. Now, I feel like it's different within every department. Yeah. It's like, if you kind of look at it towards the end of senior year is when they, or the end of my last semester, the chemical engineering department actually started doing initiatives to start talking about diversity, like how they had the day-long seminar where mm-hmm. they had um, different people come speak about different, yeah, yeah e, empowering Voices in engineering. In engineering, there uh-huh. we go. And it was something that was never been done in my four years. I remember just thinking like, they had a lot of chemical professors um, and everything coming out there and talking about these things. I was just like, where is the mechanical engineering? Like, where are all the other professors, you know? And leaders, leaders within engineering, why are they not here? And I just remember my, like, for me, I think, I so I was like, out of our graduation class, we had like four black girls who graduated. And it was, I definitely think for fire protection, we definitely had way more. So for the fact that, you know, Brie coming from a place where she was the only black woman and she felt like she wasn't, like, disrespected, to us having, like, a good, like, eight, well, not the best, but, like, you know, good, yeah. better than her department, yeah. having, like, eight or so black people, mm-hmm. I felt disrespected with everywhere I went. Like, <laughs> like everywhere. Like, there would be times where you would, you know, you have those big group meetings that you, um, that people will start when um, in classes. And people will say things, and then when you say something, no one mm. responds. Mm-hmm. And it would be like, yeah. So, uh, and then you repeat yourself, and they still don't respond. And you're just kind of like, okay. Now, I don't want to say it's because I'm black, because I know using a black card for people are sensitive <laughs> sometimes. But it's just like when you're when you're dealing with me being black, saying it, another white girl talking about what what question for, and then five people telling her what you know what they got on question for. It's like it is like a black versus white issue. And that's very, like, very um, clear to see. And there'll be other times when you're, like, in groups. And now, I do think that for me, I kind of came into engineering thinking my voice was up less. So I didn't speak up as much as I should when I came to a group project. I didn't feel as confident to. So sometimes I would be more, like, conserved in groups. But at the same time, like, when, you know, I started to become more, um, more open about speaking on things, like, the response to some of my group members were very like mm, you know it was very it's, it's, it's kind of a weird thing to really um talk on unless you were like in my position but you know how like some people will say things because they think you know it because you're black like there'd be so <laughs> many groups where i would be there and there would be like there'd be like raindrops yes <laughs> and I'm like, all right i'd be sitting there like i'm not about to say drop like i'm not about to do that yeah. and it's just like things that like they may not know that they're doing but it's just like all right you you're 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 being kind of ignorant right now but you can't really teach these things because that's not your focus your focus is not to teach people on how you know not to be ignorant teach people on how to you know not be racist it's supposed to focus on what your engineering group project or whatever mm-hmm. you are. So it's like, it was very conflicting issues. Like you mm-hmm. want to bring these things up, but that's not the point of what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. And then there's a bigger cause at state. And then you kind of get into this like overall cycle of always thinking like, that's not your main focus. Yourself is not your main focus. It's your work. Mm-hmm. And it became a problem to the point where I started to like not see who I was and feel like towards the end of it, there could have been so much more I could have done, but I was too weak in my mind to believe I could stand up for the things that are were meant to be spoken about. And when these things started happening in, like towards the end of my semester, where they had Eve, where they had these conversations, where they were starting to do these things, it was just like, I felt like more empowered to speak on these things. I felt like now, like these things actually do matter. And it's not only about, 
you know, going through engineering and being an engineer, but you also have to learn how to be who you are. Mm -hmm. And that's what college is supposed to do. College is not about just your major or your degree. It's about finding yourself because after those four years, you don't have as much time to look after yourself because you're already meant to know who you are. And so I think as far as diversity and inclusion in UMD engineering, um, in my department, right. <laughs> in my department, I don't think, um, you know, I don't think they did as good of a job as they should have done. I think they could have been doing a lot more. I think they could have talked a lot about it a lot more. I think so much that in emails, your first thing is to talk about what these people are doing, the great things that they're doing. But when it came to like the great things that people are doing within diversity, you don't really hear much about that. CMSD, which is um, the Center for Minority Science and Engineering, I think they were the backbone of engineering help and outreach for minorities. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of people didn't know about them because there was not a lot of people spreading the word about that. Like me, myself, I barely, you know, did anything with them until like the last couple of weeks of my semester when I started to actually go in, talk to people, and I did like their camp over the summer. Oh, that was for Dr. Mahani. But anyway, and you know, that's when I started to be like, wow, there's a community out there for you. There are these people who care. But I think there need to be a bigger, a bigger outlook on like what can be done, which I don't think we had. Any follow up? Okay. Next question. So step your game out, UMD. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. I like the work in progress. They're gonna hit right. you with the. <laughs> right. Mm. They're gonna be like, oh, we can't find your degree. Oh, wait. Did you graduate? Right. I'm I saw the application, sis. <laughs> Can, just to go back on diversity and inclusion. Like, I've, your guys' internship experience, like, I know we I all was have, just thinking about yeah, that. Yeah, I was, that's, like, a whole different field. That's, like, outside of UND. Like, you, um, Bree's working with, like, diversity within her job. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you can kind of talk about that as well. But as far as, like, in internships, did any of you guys ever feel uncomfortable? Mm -hmm. Oh, dang. Oh, okay. yeah, you can speak on it. Well, yeah, yeah. so I, I did um, three internships. So, after my freshman year, I worked at this really small consulting company for bioprotection engineering it was like seven people um that one was amazing i was the only black woman there was a black man there um but my team was just super cool like everyone was just there to ha like do their work have mm. fun get to know each other it wasn't any any kind of like petty beef or anything like everyone was just cool um sophomore year i worked at wsp parsons brinkerhoff um tell them where Oh, that one was um, in Dubai. Oh, yeah, that one I I was in Dubai for that summer, awesome. and that was a really interesting one. Like, even though well, I guess in the office I was like sitting across from one man that was from El Salvador. To the right of me was a woman from um, Ireland, and then to the left of me was a man from Cambodia. And so, like, my wow. whole team was like right. from awesome. Greece, England, um, China, India. Like, everyone was just from all over the world, and it was so cool. Like, no one, no one did anything OC that was like derogatory towards another race or another culture. Um, and culture was a whole other thing because it was Ramadan during that time, mm -hmm. so we were very respectful of um, the Muslim culture and vice versa like they still allowed us to eat food in the cafeteria as long as we weren't you know eating it in front of their faces mm. those that were fasting so um yeah i don't i wouldn't say that i experienced anything um crazy there but um at boeing i will say that like i was the only black person um i was the only woman in my office and so that was really hard like 
um, and majority of the people were older. So it was like there was one guy that was like in his late twenties, probably. Um, yeah, because he graduated in like twenty twelve, I think, um, or twenty fourteen. I can't remember. But um, regardless, it was definitely like super awkward. Mm-hmm. Like. Um, granted, they would compliment me on my hair. Like, I changed it up here and there, but I couldn't talk right. about anything like real world. It yeah. was strictly like engineering based um, conversations. Except my boss, who was really, who was really awesome. Um, he did his best. Like, I think he could tell I was mm. kind of like uncomfortable. But that really was like my um, biggest, like my last straw, I guess, for like trying to do anything engineering related um, full time. But yeah, um, definitely that was a complete 180 from Boeing. I mean, from um, Dubai, where it was like everyone is just like wants to know about the other person's culture mm-hmm. and wants to get a better understanding of what their life is like. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I definitely think that's another reason why it's important to look at the company culture and like who's mm-hmm. in those leadership roles at whatever jobs you're trying to get because that's going to be a huge reflection of um, what your day to day will be like and people you'll be surrounded by. And I kind of wanted to just to touch upon like race relations in the workforce in general. So when I did my co-op, I was in Tennessee and like the the disparity between like black people and white people in certain areas is so huge. So something that I noticed was that people like, like some of the, like the hourly workers, they kind of looked to me like, okay, yeah, she's about to come in here. She's going to be for us. So that was like really new for me because I'm, you know, I'm an intern and I have to report to my supervisor, but these people are kind of looking at me like, Oh, we want to get this done. We want to do this. We want to do this. Why you're like you should be on our team, but it's like I can't really be on your team just because I'm black. Like I have a job to do here. So that was something that I really struggled with. Um, so yeah, again, company culture is really important to look mm-hmm. at because if the hourly workers, whether whatever, regardless of their race, if they're treated a certain type of way, um, you just want to be careful of that because eventually you have to report to somebody higher up than you. So just want to make sure you don't get yourself put in awkward situations. Mm-hmm. And just to add on to that, um, I think for me, so I, I think my biggest internship was the one that I took last summer. Me being in the internship, I was the only black girl, black person in general in my group of interns. And um, I think for me, that was actually a lot better than the experience I had being at UND. <laughs> no, I'm not trying to throw shots, but they're kind of easy now. But like, so as far as like me being there, I think it kind of just showed the difference between communities um, within different colleges of engineering. Like for them, it was easy for them to talk about race issues. It's easy for them to talk about things deeper than what is your name, what can you do. Like I felt like I had a lot of more deeper conversation with these people, so it made it easier to work with them. Now I was the only person working at the plant that I was, so like I couldn't, I didn't have to be with them at the internship every day. But when it came to our events. It was really easy to connect with these people. They're really like nice, like good spirited people. And I remember my mentor was like the one person who um, really helped because as far as my where I worked, um, it was um you know I was the only black person or black engineer working at the place that I was. And you can definitely see um, like implicit biases that were happening um, when you're working there and these things that you just you're just taught to overlook. And so I just, for me, it's easy to be like, all right, don't think about those things, just keep moving. Mm-hmm. But then they came to me, I do not want to be stuck with where I am. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to be able to talk about things and feel important enough to speak on these things. And so with the employment I had now, I remember when I had my, like, on-site interview with my manager, which is weird that I had it even with my manager. Like, normally you have it with, like, HR or whatever the case may be. 
And I just remember him bringing up the topic about being black in America, bringing up the topic about how they need more black women in, in STEM and engineering. And I remember, okay, this is this mm-hmm. is a place I need to work. Because if you can feel comfortable enough to speak at it in an interview, mm-hmm. then like, like I, I need to be at a place where I can be develop beyond my profession Mm -hmm. and so i i think that there are good companies out there but you definitely need to do your research Mm -hmm. because you don't only want to grow professionally but you want to grow as a person and it's more than just engineering itself so definitely do your research on that so my one of my interviewers oh sorry one of my interviewers asked me the same question about like being black um being a black woman and this was right after uh, I hate to bring him up again, but this was literally the week after Trump got elected. Mm-hmm. And so we literally, like, granted, we talked, yeah, like, for, like, 15, 20 minutes about actual work-related stuff. But, like, the rest of the time, he was just, you know, picking my brain, but also explaining the importance of making sure that his teams all carry an inclusive mindset and an inclusive way of treating others. And so, um, yeah, I very much value companies that are willing to have those conversations. Mm-hmm. And that early especially, like, it, sh- it shows a lot in the long run. Yeah. Oh, can I say one more thing? So, back to the intersectionality, um, I just wanted to make a note that, like... We haven't even started that part yet. <laughs> I thought that's what we were on. I know. Who were we on? Di- diversity within internships. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, Wait, did you want to talk about your diversity work right now, or...? Oh, yeah. Sure. I mean, it's more of a personal initiative right now. Okay, that's good. Uh, so, yes, I mentioned earlier that I work at Microsoft. Um, and so what I do, long story, very long story short, I am actually doing um, recruiting right now for engineers. So if you are a software engineer Hello. looking for a job oh. at Microsoft, I would love to help you. <laughs> I would honestly, I would honestly love to do whatever I can to help you, um, turn those, I don't know why this is just so funny. Oh, I'm laughing at our our special guest. He's going to say no to everything. That's why we're laughing. Oh, okay. I thought he had something to share with us. No, no, no. (laughs) He'll say no to everything. But yeah, so I was saying, um. Sorry. Dang, did I start all over again? Yeah, start all over I was, over him, right? <laughs> go, over go ahead. I was saying that, you know, if there are any software engineers out there who are interested in a job at Microsoft, um, my email address is B R E A N N E dot T H O M P S O N at Microsoft.com. And I would love to work with you and hope to let you um, just know about the opportunities and see the possibilities of working at such an amazing company. Is it for internships or for um, full-time too? It's for any and everything. Um, yes. Malik, so please, looking for a job? please go ahead and email me. <laughs> um, but yes, as I was saying, I do recruiting for Microsoft. And so um, a big part of that that I personally have taken on is making sure that I am doing my part, whether it's recruiting diverse talent or whether it's, you know, I have had a few friends who've been like, hey, my friend is having an interview. Can you help prep him or her mm-hmm. for um, for that interview? And it's kind of like, of course, like, yeah. I'll do whatever I can. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Full circle. Do Full whatever circle. I can awesome. to just make a difference. And so, um, yeah, right now I am doing um, a rotation within recruiting. And so um, my next one will be diversity, actually. So I'm excited to see awesome. uh, the different initiatives that we're taking and the different procedures to recruit more diverse talent 
And yes, it's a very important thing at Microsoft. It's not just written down on paper. Um, it's something yeah. that we talk about almost every day. And even like my skip level manager, he, like when Charlottesville happened, for example, mm -hmm. we had a whole entire all hands meeting, which was like um, the whole entire team. So it was, I want to say it was like 70, 80 people that were there. And so wow. he was like the first 10 minutes of our meeting, we're going to talk about like how y'all feel, like. Are there any things that you need to get off your chest? Are there things that you want to discuss regarding Charlottesville and the impact of that um, whole entire, like, yeah. nonsense? Mm -hmm. I don't have another word, but yeah. nonsense. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so having that, like, it's huge. It makes me know that I do have allies who don't look like me, but who are mm -hmm. willing to make sure that my voice is heard and that, you yeah. know, Black Lives Matter. Hello. That's awesome. All lives matter. Oh, I'm kidding. Oh. Okay. Wait, let me take the timestamp. Right, <laughs> that's getting cut. Oh, see, I'm on my Stacey Dash feels. Was that, was that her name? Yeah, Stacey Dash. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> um, Dana, also, I was going to go on to the next question. It's intersectionality, which is, this person said, especially with regards to being a black woman in STEM. Um, I think... What's, what does that mean again? So, like when you're compounding something, so it's like you're, you're part of two minority groups right. or three minority oh, okay. groups. Like you're not just a black person, you're yeah. a black woman. Because mm -hmm. like it's like men, okay. or white men, white women, I think. White men, white women, black mm -hmm. men, and then everybody else. Okay. Well, I, well, my, I think my biggest advice towards anything as far as your future, the community, like the school that you choose, the like company that you choose, if you're if the place that you're at has a limited perspective on life to believe that only what the company can offer is what is what they need to work on that <laughs> that is is not a place that you need to be like we were saying with microsoft them having an importance on not only what they're doing at their work but what you can do with in this world as being a person and the issues that affect that clearly issues of um, racial issues are going to affect the black people at that work so that mm -hmm. is a big thing that needs to be considered. So if companies are not considering this, they're not considering the overall success of their employees. Mm -hmm. So you should definitely think twice about these places and ask, because you have the right to ask about these things. Mm -hmm. And so with being a black woman in STEM, I guess this is on a academic base, I think, or maybe you're talking about professional too. But um, mm -hmm. yeah, I guess you can do both. Mm -hmm. um, being a black woman in STEM is very, um, <clears throat> there's not a lot of us. At right. all, yeah. Facts. So, yeah. So, as far as like being a part of two minority groups, I think is it worse being black woman or is it worse being a woman? Literally, statistics show it's worse being a black woman. <laughs> that I mean, Dad didn't want it. I didn't want it to think it was true. But, yeah, girl. <laughs> yeah, girl. <laughs> um, I mean, being a black woman in STEM, having that double minority is definitely hard. I I definitely think there's like a level of resilience and tenacity that you are built mm. to be able to go through this journey. Like, I, I think, if people know me, uh, freshman year, I came in shaking everything. I was, you know, I was... Booty. <clears throat> yeah, right. Can we, can we keep that booty? Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I was, you know, I, I came in way different than how I came out. And the whole, and the whole thing, don't, no, no. The whole thing that changed that was God. I really think if engineering, I feel like me and Brie talked about that before. Mm -hmm. If anything, if engineering taught me was faith mm -hmm. about myself, 
about about God himself mm-hmm. because honestly there's no words I have nothing else to give this journey to except God mm-hmm. when people see that change it's not because I just want to be like God 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 it's because I literally had nobody he else but him mm-hmm. and so um, I don't know what your faith is for anyone listening but for me being a di- double minority that's all I really needed it's definitely a longer process than that you have to know a lot about who you are I'm still learning who I am but find your community, find what works, right. find what helps, and find what heals. Like, cause there's gonna be times where you're gonna feel broken, and you're gonna need someone to fulfill you again or to give you some power again. So, find places that will help to see that when you can. And I think what I wanted to like bring up is that it's we're like kind of triple minorities. Like we're black women and we're young. So there's all those factors. Cause we're going into a field where um, pretty much everyone is kind of like older. Um, majority of them are different races, a lot of them are males, so it's like we have that triple threat against us. But I think something that I had to learn was that, one, some people are just kind of mean people, just horrible people. Like, you'll feel that you're being attacked because A, you're a woman, you're black, whatever, but you just have to remember that some people are just the way they are. So, not that like you should be um, like oblivious and you shouldn't be like conscious of things that may be going on around you, but just kind of remember that sometimes it's not, you know, what, not an obvious, like, attack on you as a person. It just might be that that person is a horrible person. Mm-hmm. Hmm. <laughs> so I think being a black woman in education, um, hmm. <laughs> I don't know, like, I, 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 I tend to like regress so like if there's things that happen where I'm like mm. oh crap this was like a really big situation I'll like address it but I'll forget about it so um being a black woman in education I will say on the positive note definitely use that to advantage to your mm. advantage and apply for scholarships that are for black women apply for right. um you know, scholarships that are for women, that are for black people, because I can't tell you the amount of scholarships I had just from my demographics. Um, I'll also say that being a black woman in school taught me the importance of building your network, and those are, whether they're mentors, whether they're peers, who you're, work, who you're doing your studies with, like, making sure you have that core group of people, because not everyone's for you. Um, and, like, even, for example, I did a lot of... Um, uh, I guess giving back with women um, in engineering, but also black people in engineering, and so kind of seeing that collaboration of like black women who are actually dedicated to uh, black people and women is like really powerful. There's so many women that I met that through my community service at Maryland who still reach out to me, hey, how are you doing? Just checking up, like definitely meeting those people um, and seeing how dedicated they are to our success was huge as a black woman um and i think in the workforce my biggest advice is not to choose um a company because of its stature like because it's a fortune 500 or because Mm -hmm. it it has like Mm -hmm. such and such behind its name like choose it because that's somewhere you feel comfortable like when i go to work honestly i wear my hair natural when I want, I put it in braids when I want, um, I haven't bought a new weave yet, but when I do, yeah. I'll wear a weave, and it's like, no one will question me, because we all 
we're all told to come as ourselves, like bring your whole self to work. And so whether that's, oh, guess what happened yesterday, being able to talk to your coworkers as human beings and not just your coworkers, or whether it's I'm gonna, you know, wear my hair in a new style because that's who I am. Like definitely, and it's hard, like not everyone will have that ability, but like if you're given the opportunity to work for somewhere that has um, something behind their name as like, you know, big four, Fortune 500, versus a smaller company that you know that you can be yourself and you can still grow personally and professionally, like that would be a no-brainer for me based off of the um, places I've worked at in the past and where I am now. Hello. Yeah. Oh, good. I feel like I feel like we touched everything with the yeah. black woman being a double minority. Um, the last. Know yourself. Sorry. Oh yeah. Know, know yourself. yourself. Know your worth. Hello. Everything. Um. So the last thing actually is. Oh wait, there's two more. So we're gonna talk through really quickly. I mean, I don't want to say really quickly because this is a important topic. But um, mental health. And I'm um, balancing life with being an engineer. So, all right, being an engineering student. So, um, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna can't relate. What'd you say? I said can't relate. I mean, I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, I can't lie. Can't relate. Um, I, I wanna. I, can I postpone this conversation or this advice? Cause I'm still learning. Um, I think mentally, mm. I felt broken down in the last week of school. Um, Graduation was actually very emotionless for me. Mm-hmm. I, I came into graduation like feeling it was going to be the happiest day of my life. I remember walking in and just feeling lifeless. I remember afterwards, lifeless. I remember the weekend, lifeless. Mm, yeah. Like, I don't. I we honestly, thought we were going to die. Right? I honestly <laughs> like, was surprised. Joking. Like, I thought, like, I thought I was going to be like, that was going to be the best mm-hmm. weekend of my life. And there's, make no, like, at the end of the day, I'm still very happy for what mm-hmm. happened or very grateful. But I think to me, it was like I prayed so much on that happening that I forgot what it looked like to feel happy when it happened. And I think to me, um, I like lost a good or I gained actually a lesson from that, that it's not necessarily about what you receive from it, but it's how you went through it. Like all the things I felt like I bear fruit from, I couldn't grasp any of it because those last couple of days I really feel <laughs> like I was crawling on my like last <laughs> leg like I there was the last week I slept on a table in a lab the last week I I, I was like I don't even think I showered like I should never cut that out no but like I really feel like as far as like physical health and mental health, yeah. I, I, I that wasn't a top priority for me. Mm-hmm. So it was it was a very hard thing to come around that you know, there's sometimes where you being an engineer, getting that degree was everything, but you also have to remember who you are in that mm-hmm. process and take more time to look after yourself. If I could do engineering over again, mm-hmm. which I would never <laughs> but if I could <laughs> none of that. Um, that different though, that's yeah, but if I could do it over again, I think I would take more time for myself in the sense of like um, going to a gym more, um, eating, eating better, sleeping more, um, and just doing more things outside of engineering that yes. I might have. Like, I mean, yeah. being, I was the president over org, which is really helpful. And I think during that time, a lot of good things happened. My grades were up and everything. Mm-hmm. But then when I stopped doing it, is when I started to do a little bit worse. And so. Um, I think knowing who I was outside of it is very important. So definitely, if you're going to balance life with it, 
um, schedule things correctly. Um, that's the best thing. Uh, and don't think don't think engineering is your everything. Figure mm-hmm. out things outside of that. So I would just say that it's just important to humble yourself and realize that no matter what it looks like around you, whatever struggles you're having or weaknesses you're having does not mean that you yourself are a weak person. Like, I know like freshman year, sophomore year, junior year, I was like headstrong, like, okay, I'm gonna do it. I'm not gonna complain to one person. Every night I would just go to my room and cry because it was so hard, but I just felt like if I admitted that I was struggling with something or I was having, except for Angelica, like we would have our nice long chats about dynamics and physics and things like that. But besides her, it was just like, I had to put up this strong front and just make it seem like I had everything together, that I could do, I didn't need any help, any extra help. But deep inside I was dying. So it was, it's just, it's just important to like, just get out of yourself and realize that even though, you know, some people may be excelling with little effort, that's fine, that's them, but you're not them. Like if you need extra help, just don't be afraid to ask for it because you just need to graduate. So if you know, if it takes talking to a counselor, you know, or just calling your mom or I didn't call my mom probably for like a month straight at one point. Yeah, like <laughs> Like you just have to remember that engineering is not or whatever your major is, it's not the end all be all and just realize that mental health is very important. important. It's worth more than grades, y'all. It mm-hmm. honestly is because like like Angelica said, when we graduated, it was it just didn't My feel like didn't mean nothing. It didn't it didn't mm-hmm. feel like anything. We just we we just walked cuz we were like, okay, cool, we can we're walk, but grade. we didn't get to like really like feel joyful because we were just, we were still stressing about grades after it. So, it's just just got to get that mental health in check. Yeah, so I remember, I'll never forget my first test. It was Calc 1. Mm. No, 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 no. My first test was chemistry. It was Chem 135, and I got a 39 on my first test. And I remember I was walking down to my 8 a.m. Calc class, and I saw my grade, and I was bawling. I was like, I called my mom. I was like, Mom, I can't do this anymore. Like, engineering isn't for me. I was stunned. Mm -hmm. This was only one or two months in. (laughs) But, yes, I remember I was like, Mom, this is so embarrassing. Like, and that's one thing, as Susan said, like, definitely humble yourself. If not, your grades surely will. Mm. And so, um... (laughs) Put that on your shirt. (laughs) And so, yeah, um... That, yeah, it was a huge eye-opener. Like, this is actually going to take a lot of, um prayer it's mm-hmm. a lot of hard work but also like just making sure you're good like i remember i couldn't wait until sunday mornings to go to church and just like yes. hit the re- the restart mm-hmm. button um and you know just knowing that i have the strength of god on my side that was huge for me i remember sophomore year when i told you i was the hardest year ever that's when i felt like my strength and my faith in god was growing the most mm-hmm. um so that, honestly, I don't know how people go through college without Jesus Christ in their life, or whoever your God is. Um, but, yes, so that, faith was huge for me. Um, sleep, yeah, mm-hmm. so freshman year, as Angelica said, um, I didn't come out the same as I was going in. So freshman year, best believe, I was there out and about Friday nights and Saturday nights of every single weekend. I can't tell Thank you because I wasn't out. Um, didn't matter how cold it was, didn't matter, you know, how hot it was, I was there. And so I started to learn that you either, it's either your grades, sleep, or partying, you get to pick two. And so 
one thing for me is I just wasn't sleeping. And so after freshman year, um, I had to switch things up a little bit. You know, Shan maybe made an appearance once a weekend, mm-hmm. <laughs> once every two weekends or so. But yeah, just making sure that you keep your priorities right. Like you're not you're not having the same workload as an English major or as no shade to them, but like English majors, psychology majors, like it's just, it's just not the same. And so you need to make sure that you plan and prioritize accordingly for that. Yeah. Ooh, can I say one more thing? And me personally, I sacrificed like a lot of things that I would have enjoyed doing because of the coursework and looking back on it, I probably didn't gain that much from it. You know, that extra two hours I got to study for, you know, dynamics or thermal or whatever, you know, I could have done something that I would have not only like benefited me socially, um, mentally, spiritually, and I, in lieu of that, just kind of got a little bit more work done. So just remember that, like, your focus is on school, but you're also supposed to use college to, like, grow yourself and develop yourself as a person, too. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And, like, I feel like with anything you do, like, do not make it your identity. Engineering, I was so pressed on being an engineer that I forgot what it looked like to be in jail tech. <laughs> like, it was, wow. it, it was a point where it was just, like, I was hearing things, but I wasn't hearing my own voice. And so... I think it's just very important that you, even if you do get an A on that exam, even if you do well, even if you got that internship, even if you got that employment, what does it mean if you don't know who you are through it? And so, like, I think the biggest thing in life is to wake up and loving who you are instead Amen. of loving the labels that you have. Mm-hmm. And so, please, 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 if you want to be an engineer, don't just do it because of your parents. Don't just do it because you want the money. Don't just do it because of oh, the accolades that will come with it. Do it because you know what you can do as an engineer because that's who you are before you even became that. Mm-hmm. So, yes, that's that's as much as balancing life because then you can balance what, you, what you're going to do with what you're going to do within the future, which is being an engineer. Um, and then, so the last question that we have is, um, do you believe there's a different journey from being an engineer with um, at a PWI or at an HBCU? Mm. Wait, what'd you say? Yeah, that's the thing. There aren't? I was saying, I haven't, I've never experienced HBCU engineering, so I can't speak for them. Yeah, no, no, that's true. That's You're right. True. I can't speak on the curriculum. We all went right. to, I think we said it, but yeah, we all yeah, went to Yeah, we all go to PWIs. I can speak on the people that I've met who did engineering at HBCUs, and let me tell you something. Those people are very well-spoken. They have a confidence that... I don't even see in like white engineering students at like PWIs. And I think that's something that, I mean, I don't know this like firsthand or anything, but just from the way that they talk, the way that they discuss their classes and the other stuff that they're doing on campus, it seems that they're, it might just be that like community aspect of it. There's, I, I, in my head, I feel like there's probably like less direct competition. Like maybe, you know, everyone wants to do well, but it's not like, okay, I gotta do well because I'm the only black girl in the class or I'm the only woman in the class, things like that. So I think the experiences are very different just just from what I've seen from people that I've met. Um, would I change it, I guess? Would you go to HBCU? Yeah, would I, would I, I? Yep. I think it's 50-50 because <laughs> I don't wanna, I don't wanna say I would change it just because like I've met really, no, you're, you're right, I'll change it. <laughs> no, I would, I would. No, actually, maybe not HBCU directly, but definitely not UMD. I feel like UMD mechanical engineering just like was super exhausting. I would want to go to a school that I could really balance the workload and the extracurriculars. Not to say that if you're, you know, mechanical right now, 
you should drop out. No. Don't do that. You know, no. you can definitely get through it, but looking back on it, I think when picking school, like money was definitely my first priority and I wasn't really too too in, like going into like the majors and the departments and saying, okay, was this somewhere that I'll be happy as a person? It was just more about like what makes sense financially. Um, but yeah, I, I think I probably would have given an HBC a try. Wow. <laughs> Are we speaking just as an engineering student or would I have gone through HBC? I guess we could speak overall. Just in general? Yeah. Well, I feel like we, honestly, like I don't, think that I could have gotten a better college education. Like, I feel like our curriculum was very rigorous, very. yes, but we learned a lot. That's true. I think that there are people, um, especially now being on the recruiting side of um, PWIs and, and, and HBCUs, like, I do oversee how that recruiting happens, not directly, but, like, I see all the, the data behind our recruiting, and the number of black engineers that recruit from PWIs versus HBCUs. Can we speak on it? Wait, I don't what think. Do you think? I yeah, don't what do you think she's about to I say? Think I, you're, oh, <laughs> oh, I think actually, she's about to say the opposite of what we thought she was about I to say. I think they hire more at HBCUs. I think so really? too. They, we hire so many more from PWIs and HBCUs. But and we Mark, have a huge push for HBCUs. Okay, well, I don't know about Microsoft. Really? But like Microsoft? Apple. Apple, Apple like, definitely hires to, more HBCUs. They, they go straight to Howard. Um, Amazon is the only like Amazon. top like Forbes that comes to University of Maryland. Everyone else like H- like yeah. Howard has Apple, Microsoft has um, uh, what's that thing called? Um, BMW even <laughs> Tesla yeah, probably. Tesla. <laughs> right, but you also have to remember like so we what we do at Microsoft is you have your your. Tiers. So you have different tiers. So for example, MIT, Georgia Tech, like those are mm. going to be your tier one colleges. Mm-hmm. But there's also a whole separate department that's just for HBCU recruiting. Mm-hmm. And so yes, we are still going out to like Howard, FAMU, um, North Carolina A and T. But when you just look at the pure like products of those those schools, like even um. though we aren't going to like how whenever I came back and we were like, okay, let's go. Um, speak at BES and we'll see if maybe we can you know just pull from that pool it turns out that whether it's whether you do that or whether you just go to a career fair and you have you know open to anyone obviously Mm -hmm. like the black talent from PWIs is still like astronomically higher that and it's just the honest truth like when you look at Mm -hmm. the numbers and so it would be interesting to see how like Google and Amazon like what their numbers are looking like Mm -hmm. but that's the thing is that like sometimes I think we take for granted the education we got at a P- at I can't speak for all P- PWIs but at Maryland because even my sister is now at nursing at Howard and just seeing like all she has to go through just to get a teacher to email her back mm. just to That's get true. to figure yeah. out what books I need this year um, you know just to even know like okay when's my final she didn't know the day of her final until like two or three days before. And so things like that, it's like, um, I guess seeing through her experience, like it definitely made me appreciate my sure. education more. Culturally, obviously, I, I would want to experience HBCU, right. but um, like obviously the fact that I am where I am now in life, I wouldn't take back my education or my journey. But um, yeah, like hypothetically, I would, I think it would be yeah. really cool to even just do a semester or two at an HBCU. Masters. Yeah. Sure, yeah, yeah. Masters would be cool, but mm-hmm. I, I do like my 
cousin or my aunt actually she went to Howard for MBA and she said it was so different than like did she like it right. considering uh, she's introverted so she was just like in and out she couldn't wait but um, <laughs> I think I would personally enjoy it um, I don't know I'm, I'm considering it but um, if it's on Microsoft's list of um, oh, yeah, schools they give you, yeah, yeah. Schools, then I think that would be pretty cool but yeah, I definitely think it's worth talking to an engineer at HBCU, mm-hmm. like, you know, just seeing what their curriculum's like. Yeah, and I learned that most of the, a lot of the um, engineers at uh, at Howard are actually, like, Indian. Fun fact. Mm. Yeah. I mean, this is... I guess I can yeah. see that. I don't really see them at HBCUs, but I, then again, I've never been to one. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, I think for me... Um, I just remember going to a conference once. It was like our school. Then we had like HBCUs there. We had like Morgan, Howard, mm-hmm. and it was an like, engineering retreat. And I remember when they asked us to say our names, the girls at the P, well, not the girls, the people at the PWIs <laughs> would be like, hey, my name. They'd be like, hey, my name. Is, like, they were just so confident. Just and it was all like, minorities. Yeah. 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 Yeah, they, yeah. they like, they like, they know who they are right. when they walk yeah. into their room. Yeah. And so I feel like for me, like, I thought coming to a PWI, I would be able to, like, know more about myself. So I'm working with the people that I'm going to work with in my field. Mm-hmm. But I feel like with them, they're taught, like, no matter where you are, know who you are. And so I feel yeah. like, the as, like, Abri was saying, the culture aspect is different that I felt like I wish I would have been educated more on. Yeah. But as far as our education, it is organized. You know, there are some teachers that don't come to our class some days. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. But it, I feel like we are a bit... Um, I can be grateful for the fact that, you know, we are putting money into something that has a solid foundation. Mm-hmm. I do think there's something that needs to be changed within the curriculum of mechanical engineering, so hit me up if y'all want to know that. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I think for me personally, I would, I'm definitely considering HBCU for master's. If I were to do the experience over again, as far as my journey, I don't, I don't have no regrets about that. But um, an HBCU would have been nice. It would have been I wish I would. I didn't like count it off as quick as I did when mm-hmm. I was filling out applications. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't apply to any. Yeah. Um, and so I wish I would have. But um, yeah. It's yeah. God's plan. Right? It's God's yeah. plan. But for the people going to HBCUs, y'all look like y'all about to have a bright future. So shout out to y'all. Amen. Um, and yeah, that's all the questions that I have. Um, just to round it off, thank you both for being here. Thank you. Yeah, what's my gift? Uh-huh. <clears throat> you got a little gift. Here's my token of appreciation. Wait, that's a very good point. Yeah. I feel like whenever I usually volunteer places or say Y'all see this yogurt? Uh, it's empty. Y'all want a spoonful? I want a double <laughs> I want a double triple gift. Anyway, so um for the unfortunately this will not be posted on MLK, but today is Martin Luther King's mm-hmm birthday and uh day of remembrance for him and so uh, i'm gonna round this off with you know coins of life because you know my name is del dollars because i'm gonna say hello to the name um so we're gonna round it off with a couple of advice as far as like coins to leave off we talked about a lot of different things being black women in stem we talked about you know hbcus various pwi talked about mental health and mm-hmm. a lot of things and so just to round it all off you know i'm okay dr lupe k i don't know why i said that let me put respect to his name. Uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was someone who advocated for black people and to work mm-hmm. and have value within all fields of their life mm-hmm. to not stop. You know, even on this day off, he always would teach us to continue to work and um, put your impact onto this world. So um, the remainder um, of this hobby, I just want to ask you guys, like, what do you believe um, is your impact within engineering? Like, what are some coins that you'll leave off with as far as what you think you can do and um, what you think others can do if they're trying to pursue engineering? 
Mm-hmm. So you want us to give advice to people who are pursuing that, or say like, how did we leave an impact? How so, do you, yeah. So how okay. do you guys leave it? How do you guys not only left one, but like what you want to leave within engineering as you're pursuing your careers, and then also for those who want to pursue engineering or in it right now, what are some advice that you could give them? Okay. So first, I'll touch on how I feel that I left an impact. Um, so personally speaking, I try to to help as much as possible anyone that either came to me for help or assistance or whatever it may be or you know just seek out those people that I thought you know might just need a little bit um, extra help or guidance and not even just like black people or black women but anyone that I saw who just needed a little bit of just need a little bit of a push or if I have resources that I, resources that I thought I could share that was I guess my contribution like I don't think I, I definitely didn't help like 100 people, but those four or five people that I did my best for them, I hope that, you know, I left a lasting impact on them. And hopefully they'll do the same because it was done for them. Um, and moving forward, I, I feel like my focus will be on black girls in engineering, maybe STEM, but I know that GE does a lot of like girls' days and they'll bring like children from um, like elementary schools up to high schools to the sites to take tours and things like that. So I definitely do want to get involved with that, um, try to make that more of like my personal mission um, because they, they bring girls from all like backgrounds, but I definitely want to make sure that they're bringing in a lot of black girls um, because the area that I will be in is a lot of um, like underprivileged um, black girls in that area. So just making sure that they're included as well. So awesome um, advice that you have for people with engineering. Yeah, just oh. anyone. Okay, so yeah, advice for um, you engineering majors out there still hitting those books. Some of you are in winter classes as we speak. Some of you are dropping out this semester. Don't do it. Don't drop out. Um, my advice would be to, I don't know, just stay positive. I feel like it's so easy to get deterred. Like, no, literally. Like, I'm sure you're deterred as I'm speaking right now. Like, you're probably thinking about that exam coming up or that, you know, that professor you don't like that you're going to have or those group members, will I graduate? Will I get a job? Will I get an internship? Will I get a co-op? Do, should I do this? Should I do that? Like, don't let all of that overwhelm you. Um, as long as you're putting your best foot forward, whatever those um, outcomes are, if you know that you try, just take it as, as that because you don't know what God's plan for you is in the future. So don't, just don't try to put all that pressure on you just because you know your parents are putting it on you or you see your peers doing certain things. Just kind of just follow your own path and just, yeah, stay positive because it'll work out. You know, Angelica and I, can I say it? We slept through a couple, <laughs> a couple. Oh, wait, what we, we, t- we took a couple naps during finals and here we are. And here we are. So if we could do it, you can too. <laughs> Yikes. Very much. Um, <laughs> so I think my impact I made for black women on campus um, within the engineering department would be one, I learned the importance of networking very, very early in college. And so one thing that I took initiative to do is to essentially build a community of black women who were alumni or alumna um, from the Clark School of Engineering along with women that are currently in the Clark School. Um, so essentially I did a brunch where black women were able to come together. Sorry, it was black men as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
I did make sure that we did have black women rep represented in that brunch. Um, and just give us the time to like candidly talk about what it's like in school, what it was like for them, what it's like now um, as they're in their professional lives and just being able to be very honest and transparent about how their journeys were. And I do know that like a lot of people I've spoken to like still keep those relationships going. Um, Nefertiti, who I invited to that brunch, she is one of those people I've said that like she still contacts me all the time. Hey, how are you doing? Um, Abasola, she was my big and um, I don't think she was like my uh, official big, but like we still talk um, often. And so just like having that community that won't just be there for you just for your academics, but like throughout life. Mm -hmm. um, so um, yeah, needless to say, I think that I definitely was able to help foster those relationships. And then just within my major, anytime anyone had any questions about, hey, I'm thinking about fire protection, like can you fill me on, on X, Y, and Z, whatever it was, like I made sure that I made it a point to be there for them and to be very honest and um, yeah, candid about how I felt. And um, now we are looking at like three or four graduates for the following year within fire protection that'll be black nice. students. So that's really exciting. Wait, um, for Microsoft? Oh, no, um, UMD. UMD. Oh, so okay. like three or four. So like one, two. Um, that's good. Students that'll be graduating SPD yeah. that'll be black. So that's really exciting. Um, coming from the me. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then oh, in the future yeah. I definitely have always been raised upon the saying that God will bless you in order to be a blessing to others mm -hmm. and so my current job allows me to have that platform to bless others um, whether it's you know mentorship advice through how they're going to get through their interviews um, in which to prep themselves so that they can even get an interview to um, you know actually being their recruiter and being there to point them out as someone who is talented that someone might have overlooked and so um yeah just leveraging my platform that I have now it'll be obviously more in the realm of tech but um yes that's where I sit with that right now what was the third one advice general advice awesome. oh advice I have is to allow your college experience to show you the platform that you have and to show you your worth and make sure you capitalize on that so for me I also went into college very timid and very like okay mm -hmm. I'll just like you know ride the back burner but mm -hmm. as I started to prove to myself my worth and um like I gained a lot of respect and I was like okay what can I do with my voice and so I was going and speaking at um conferences I was going and um, speaking for people who couldn't speak for themselves in regards to issues going on in the um, School of Engineering, not issues, but just topics mm -hmm. of discussion for diversity in the engineering school. Um, having the confidence to go up and speak to people in CMSE about X, Y, and Z that needs to be done better for black students in engineering. So um, as Susan was saying, like, don't just focus on engineering. What can you do to better yourselves and to better the lives of those around you? Just make sure to not just focus on being an engineer while you're in college, but also make sure to focus on bettering your life along with the lives of those around you. Amen. 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 Let the church stay right now. Okay.
Dang, I got an angelic voice nowadays? Oh, you got Angelica's voice. <laughs> All right, don't laugh too hard. You keep laughing loud. Anyway, so for me, um, I feel like as far as engineering, I think most of the work that I feel like I did that was hopefully impactful, or I believed it was, was, um, you know, I think, so I did like two panels speaking to young girls um, in STEM and then, you know, being a, RA for um, an engineering program um, and so I think those two helped me to just realize that there's so many people that um, are behind me that's important to reach back to and so you know we always look straight but sometimes it's important to just reach back as well and I think um, areas where I was really able to do more than my, for my than for others than myself um, was really for I feel like woman black woman being a president of um, a woman of an organization that was mainly focused towards black women I think it helped to just create that community beyond engineering and to do work beyond engineering because of course you know black women do need help within engineering but um, black women everywhere need help need support um, need a community so I think as far as the impact just making sure to reach my hands out before I reach it back to myself and Work that I would like to do in the future, like at my job, I definitely want to do more. I'm in, I'm focused in the Baltimore area, so doing more with the youth in STEM, especially in Baltimore area, to, um, uh, less politically correct, less privileged areas. Um, just making sure that they have resources, making sure that they have encouragement, making sure that they have people ready for them too. So hopefully, in my work, I can speak more and speak more. Um, um, capturing my voice and spreading it and expanding to others. I think that's my main goal in 2018. And as far as advice for people, um, I think my biggest advice for everyone that's going into engineering right now, um, there is an end point. You can get there. If you want it, you believe it, work towards it, have faith in it. Um, if you don't have faith in yourself, faith in something higher than you, um, you're going to lose discouragement e easily. So have roots and foundation. If I were to do it to get again, know your resources before, beforehand. Know people higher up within engineering who can help you, who can motivate you, who can encourage you, find mentors, um, network with other people, like Bree were saying. Do things outside of engineering that can help you know who you are when your grades try to tell you otherwise. Um, and uh, I think that's pretty much that's pretty much it. Don't spend too much on books. Find people um, in front of you who had those books know how to work a system. I think UND is definitely a system. Sometimes it beats learning um, and you gotta learn that system. So know what your, what your, the odds that are against you um, and be in tune with your feelings and your emotions. Cause if not, you're gonna break down easily. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty much it. So yeah, you know, Woo! shout out to the ones before us who helped us, our Luther, right. Martin Luther King Jr. and all, all my other black women in STEM um, and thank you to Bree and Susan. Any other last words you'd like to tell the people before I kick you out? <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. It's not my place anyway. <laughs> Any last words? Be the change you want to see in the world. Okay. Okay, let's just no, drop that mic. Right. <laughs> should, should we worship? Fill me up. Okay. Till I overflow. I wanna run over. I wanna run over. Fill me up. Woo! Till I overflow. I wanna run over.